Hi, this is Randy, and you're listening to The Beauty Brains, where real scientists answer your beauty questions. For Tuesday, July 8th, 2014. Welcome to the Beauty Brain Show. I'm Randy Schuler, and I'm here with Perry Romanowski. Hi, Perry. Hey, Randy Schuler. Good to hear from you. Yeah. Hey, so how was your uh, 4th of July? Lots of fireworks, grilling out? I have to tell you, my arms are really tired. Uh, uh, and it's, that? well, you know, this is July. We're right just at about the halfway point for the year, right? And I've been doing the push up challenge where I do push ups, the number of push ups the day of the year. And, just was, well, what would you be up to then? Oh, we're for, at 189 days, I think. Because for okay, stop, just stop, stop, I, stop. I, I, I can't do this anymore. Oh, all right. <laughs> I mean, I mean, we're pretending we're recording this after July 4th, and <laughs> yeah, know, well, we're, I, we're not, right? I mean, we do these shows weeks in advance. Tell, tell the people what the actual day is today. <laughs> today is. Uh, May 29th, actually, it's my that's, brother's that, birthday. That, that's right. So it's not July 8th, so I can't ask you about cookouts and fireworks. I just can't live the lie anymore. <laughs> All right, yeah, we, so we record a little early, but, you know, it's it's like, this is like time travel. We, we transport people <laughs> in the future, right? All right, well, I, I just feel, I just had to get off my chest, so I feel, I right. feel better now. So All right. Oh, yeah. Hey, we have a special show today, don't we? Uh, you know, Perry, every show is special. But uh, today, here's what we're going to do today. I'll give you the little roadmap for today's episode. All right. We're going to start off with your favorite portion of the show, beauty science or bullshit. Oh, yay. <laughs> and, <laughs> uh, and then we're going to uh, take the rest of the show to go through some exciting beauty news science stories. So that's the episode for today. That has happened before July 4th, really. <laughs> <laughs> Let's forget I mentioned that whole time thing. Let's just go back to pretending it's July 8th. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I like your time travel idea. All right, so so here we go. Here's our first segment. It's time for beauty science or bull. <laughs> so uh, we have another themed episode today. Oh, okay. I, I like that like it makes them feel a little more special. Sure. Uh, so, yeah, today's, uh, it's a special bacteria-based episode. Oh, of, excellent. Yeah, so uh, for, you know, in case we have any new listeners in the audience, let me just explain how this works. Um, I give Perry three beauty science news headlines. Two of them are true. One of them is made up, and Perry has to pick the fake one. Oh, and I usually get it right. We should Usually do pretty well. I'm not, I haven't looked at the stats lately, but I think you're, you're pretty much on top of the game. It's, fair, it's a fair <laughs> assessment. So let's uh, let's see how you do today in the sweltering heat of July eighth. <laughs> okay. All right, <laughs> all right. Here we go. Number one, your nasal bacteria may predict if you'll get a skin infection. Hmm. Right. Number two, rural bacteria can help improve city dwellers' health. Okay. And number three, bacteria unique to house pets have been found as a contaminant in cosmetics. Well, oh, that is so, interesting. What do you think about those three bacteria-based news headlines? Well, you know, I'm a big fan of bacteria, the single-cell organisms that have dominated the planet for, well, the existence of the planet, mostly. Hmm. And when humans are gone, it'll, bacteria will still be around. Now, are you stalling? <laughs> I'm thinking. All right. <laughs> 
So we got the nasal bacteria is predicts a skin infection. Mm -hmm. I could I could see this certainly is plausible. Like uh, the bacteria in your nose is gonna live there, and you wipe it on your arm accidentally. I could totally see that. The rural bacteria, uh, infecting yourself with rural bacteria is good for city folk? Huh. Now let me think about it. So rural, you're back into nature. I would think that there's more bacteria in the city than in the rural. You, you live in the filthy city, so you should know. <laughs> I believe all people should live in the city, quite frankly. <laughs> so unless you're a farmer, then... <laughs> Think about how many less roads we would need if you had that. But that's, I'll get off my uh, green uh, uh, urban high horse. <laughs> then house pet bacteria found in cosmetics. So, like, uh, is that because, like, uh, your your cat is using your lipstick or something? <laughs> so I, guess, uh, I, that's, you, I thought that was pigs you're supposed to put <laughs> lipstick on. Did you know I had a pig? For breakfast? What do you no, mean? it was a pet pig that I had for six months. I <laughs> named Mindy. I wanted to name it Stuart because I thought it was a boy, but it was a girl, so we call it Mindy. Uh, I, anyway, so uh, <laughs> I'm going to think of these three. By the way, let me just say to the, to the listening audience, these little asides that Perry makes are just as baffling to me as they are to you. So, all right, <laughs> please continue. All right. All right. Well, here, here we go. I'm going to say... While I agree it could happen, uh, the house pet bacteria... Okay, I'm just going to say the the rural bacteria, city bacteria one is the fake. All right, so let's see how uh, this stacks up. So you do agree that... uh, Oh, hold on. You know what? Hold on a second. Yeah? I've got this other idea here. Let's see, you know, because... Because I'm so good at this, I want to see how, and I say that in quotes, I want to see how well just if I randomly picked out of these three random cards here, which one, so this this is random chance says that the fake is number one. The uh, number one was the nasal bacteria? So I, Nasal bacteria, right. Well, I'm confused. I'm, so I'm still reading you the correct answers and you're just going to see if you did better... Oh, okay, I get it. So, so the question is, do I do better than randomly picking? So All right, I have, I, I I have three three playing cards here, a, a one, a two, and a three, or an ace, a two, and a three, and I shuffle them up, and I just say, uh, pick that one, after I've picked myself. So okay. I pick number two, which is the rural bacteria, and the cards pick number one. Okay, I, I, I think I've got that all straight. So now let's see what, uh, what, what the answers tell us. All right, so... Number one, uh, the nasal bacteria being a predictor of skin infections is indeed true. All right. So, uh, so much for chance, right? I'm so better than chance. So, uh, bacteria that's found in the nose can be a key indicator for future development of certain skin and soft tissue infections. And I guess particularly uh, the bacteria, um, it's a staph bacteria, staph aureus, I guess. Okay. Um, that apparently... Um, you get individual strains that colonize different people. And if you find those in your nose, it's sort of a marker that you may later develop a skin infection from that. So, Interesting. So that's, that's beauty science. Uh, number two, that rural microbes can uh, boost city dwellers' health. That is also true. Oh, yeah, so neither you nor chance are very good, I guess. <laughs> uh, this research was done out of the University of Colorado at Boulder. And they showed that um, the uh, greater prevalence of asthma, allergies, and a few other chronic inflammatory disorders 
were greater among people of lower socioeconomic status and that that might in, be due in part to their reduced exposure to the microbes that thrive in rural environments. And I've actually heard this this theory before that if like you you know if you don't let your kids play in the dirt when they're young, they will have more infections and more and more allergies because they're not exposed to these things to build up antibodies. So I think this is kind of a twist on that same idea. So if you're in the city, it's cleaner than the country, and so you'll ne never develop uh, an immunity. Right. I, I just read a book which uh, was suggesting that uh, parents are, are too obsessed with keeping their kids clean. Right. Let, let your kids play in the dirt. So, uh, so what does that mean? I guess that means that the bacteria being unique to house pets uh, have been found in cosmetics is false. And actually, I based that story um, on another article that said uh, humans and animals actually harbor the same type of MRSA infections. So, you know, we've got this, these um, uh, methicillin-resistant, it's actually also Staph aureus bacteria, and those apparently can be found both on humans and animals. And so they're saying that uh, veterinary hospitals could actually be transmitting that disease to humans. So this is why I wrap my dog in cellophane before she goes outside. But, but uh, Wait, when you go outside. <laughs> well, no, when she goes outside. I actually, <laughs> right. I just put her on a long leash, open the front door, and let her go out. I don't actually have to go outside myself. Exactly. So uh, anyway, well, well, well played, Perry. Uh, and I like the twist of, uh, you know, detracting... <laughs> Uh, distracting a little bit by using the playing cards, but... Uh, well, we'll see who does better, me yeah. with the playing cards. Right. Uh, right now, we're tied. <laughs> All right, well, shall we move on to our uh, beauty science news segment? Yeah, yeah, let's talk about some of the crazy beauty science stuff we've seen in the news. All right, you want to kick things off? Yeah, uh, you know, and this one ties directly into the bacteria one that we were just talking about. Um, did you see this uh, new product that uh, uh, these these guys at MIT were developing where it's a, instead of using soap, you wash yourself with living bacterial tonic. Hmm. And so the idea here is, you know, naturally people have, uh, you know, you, you naturally have bacteria living on you. In fact, did you know that... Um, you know, the human body is made up of about 10 trillion cells, right? Right. And you have about 100 trillion bacteria cells living on you. Okay. In fact, if aliens came down and they looked at human beings, just at the cells, they would think we're just like hotels for bacteria. <laughs> <laughs> but so the notion is that these people uh, had come up with this, uh, uh, you know, it's a bacteria a live bacteria cosmetic mist that you put on your skin say once a month to replenish all the bacteria and uh, essentially is the way that you keep your body clean now nah. <laughs> so uh, okay <laughs> so i don't i mean you 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 rinse off some dirt with the water but then uh, you, you put this on so you, you don't have to you don't have to use uh, soap so uh, I I guess I'm a little confused. So, like, like so, I, like, let's say you, I don't know, after you go to the bathroom, instead of washing your hands, you, or you, you rinse your hands under the water, but then you don't use soap, and then you spray this stuff on afterwards with a different bacteria. To, the, is that, yeah, I mean, I, here's uh, it says that the chair now this company is AO Biome. Mm -hmm. 
says the the chairman of the boat he showers using soap on his body once or twice a month and shampoos only three times a year otherwise he's using this uh this bacterial spray hmm so, <laughs> so i don't know if this is going to take off in the future but uh <laughs> bacterial wash i'm just not quite clear on the science behind it i guess that the, the good bacteria colonize your skin so the bad bacteria can't grow but which i mean which could be valid but exactly that, that's the idea it's like competitive inhibition but you've still got to get rid of the I don't know. Okay. All right. Well, I, this sounds like something you might actually be interested in trying. <laughs> the idea is the good bacteria will kill off any bad bacteria. Okay. Well, we'll okay. see how that goes. Well, yeah, I, I think they're going to have a hard sell on this one. Okay. Hmm. All right. Uh, anything else on that one? Uh, no. Uh, what, uh, let's, uh, you, got, uh, you got a favorite of your own? Yeah. I want to talk about the, uh, the Think Dirty app. I don't know if you saw this. It, it popped up on a couple of beauty, bo- uh, beauty blogs, but the, um, the article I saw, let me, let me just start with the title. It says, how to figure out just how many chemicals are in your favorite beauty products. So, you know, from the get-go, this one's going to be problematic because they're, you know, talking about everything is a chemical in your beauty products. So. Right. Um, so they said that um, the problem with relying on labels, you know, just reading the label to figure out what's, you know, dangerous in, in your product is that you know many products just simply list words like fragrance or perfume as ingredients so it doesn't really tell you what's in it so apparently this um, iPhone and Android app uh, called the think dirty app uses data from as they describe it data from scientific studies conducted by nonprofit organizations and government agencies to fill in the blanks from the label so if you pick up a bottle of shampoo and it says perfume on the back uh you scan the the package with this app and it will tell you what's really in it ah interesting so this was put together by scientists well uh non-profit organizations which sounds like the environmental working group to me i wonder if, if they might have had a hand in this one um and you know it said you know you may not see formaldehyde on the label or your lipstick may not have lead on the label or things like you know phthalates wouldn't be on the label, but this app will tell you those things are in your product. And so, here, I mean, here's the the problem with this, right? It's it, first of all, the idea is a bit one-sided. I mean, if you pay attention to the scientific literature, you'll see that the cosmetic uh, these cosmetic ingredients aren't really likely to cause you much harm. And you know, we've said this before, but you're way more likely to get cancer from drinking alcohol, smoking, or even just being out in the sun, you know, unprotected. So, the idea that these things are all as dangerous as they make out is, you know, is a questionable premise from the start. So, you know, for example, they said it'll tell you if there's formaldehyde in the product. Well, you know, the dose makes the poison, right? At at very high levels, as in some hair straighteners, you know, formaldehyde can be dangerous and those products have been taken off the market. But, you know, when it's released at very low levels from preservatives, which is where it shows up in most cases, it's been proven not to be an issue. You know, the same thing about lead and lipstick, and we've talked about this on multiple occasions, right? The amount is very small, not much of it is ingested, the amount that's ingested is not well absorbed by your body, and so on. So, you know, this this sort of, you know, painting everything as dangerous or poisonous, just based on these studies published by these non-governmental uh, organizations, is, is one-sided and, and it's not really very helpful. So, right. I, I, you know, have a problem with this app. And it's a... Uh... It's a little arbitrary because if you really looked at, I think, any ingredient, you'd be able to find something dangerous about it. Yeah, at, in, at some you know, levels. You know, the classic, right, even water is dangerous when, you know, 
right. ingested at high concentrations, right? So it's, yeah, it's not, yeah. it doesn't really help you much. Um, no, I mean, it, it the, misleads you a lot and leaves you in fear. The, uh, the, you know, the toxicology of cosmetic ingredients, or, or any chemicals for that matter, it's very complicated. I mean, even for people who have been in the industry for a long time like us, and you know, to think that you can distill all that information down into a simple app is really uh, naive. So anyway, that's my, my rant about the Think Dirty app. But if you were selling what you call a natural cosmetic and you wanted to sell more product, you could scare people from buying someone else's product and buy your own by using this app. Right? Fear is a, a good motivator. Exactly. Well, that's a nice app for your iPod. Um, did you... I, I got I got another one here. Mm -hmm. um, this is actually an odor one. Um, and this is making the rounds on the, on the skeptical stuff. Uh, but what they found is, you know how uh, when uh, researchers you know, they do testing, they do a lot of testing with mice, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of the, a lot, actually, and actually they usually use male mice or male rats or rodents or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so this is all kinds of medical testing, psychology testing, whatever. Sure. What someone recently found is that they found that um, these animals react differently to being around uh, human males than they do around female researchers. Hmm. And what they found was that there's some something in the odor produced by men uh, that causes stress in, in rodents. And I, they, the thought is like... Uh, there's there's something about you know just something on the Y chromosome produced, and so this is effective in you know pretty much any male mammal that these these rodents can uh, they they react to. And so it's like so, like a like a pheromone or something. Exactly, and so so the way they proved this is they and it's and it's the odor because what they did was they would uh, they had uh, male subjects human male subjects wear shirts and they took the shirts and when the shirts are around the the rodents would sort of react, uh, you know, react stressed out. And then when the shirts weren't around or they were worn by females, then they weren't stressed out. Hmm. And so what this means is that a lot of the conclusions from a lot of research that has been done in the past, this wasn't something that was controlled for. Right. And so a lot of those uh, psychological responses, you know, they might just be wrong. Hmm. <laughs> and that wow. might mean that... Uh, future research has will require you know it be done by women only <laughs> so or men who have been sprayed by that bacterial mist so they don't smell maybe <laughs> yes, you know. they, exactly but the the, uh, it, the article had uh, by the way I just had to interject the article had one of the, uh, the best phrases I've ever seen in a research article and it, it said you know when they talked about taking the t-shirts I guess and sometimes they use the bedding material but they took it from gonadally intact men. <laughs> I just never really thought of that phrase before, gonadally intact. So there you go. Wow, I, I didn't think I'd be hearing that on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not talking about like I'm pro Natalie Portman. I'm talking about gonad only. <laughs> gonadally, yeah. Loved her in the Star Wars remakes. Uh, <laughs> All right. Do we have uh, another story there? Yeah. At the uh, at the risk of going into rant mode, I, I wanted to talk uh, about a <laughs> I wanted to talk about a new product. 
Okay. Uh, I saw this. Uh, this is from the Pacific Shaving Company, and it's uh, well, it's caffeinated shaving cream. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, yeah. No. Hey, right? What could be annoying about that? It sounds great. Well, uh, here's what they say about it. It says, actually, when it comes to caffeine, women are ahead of the men. Caffeine is already a go-to ingredient in everything from eye creams and anti-aging lotions to concealers and moisturizers. It just hasn't found its way into the shaving world until now. And they say the reason it's so important to include in the skincare is that the caffeine can, quote, penetrate skin, absorb into your blood, and start your morning with a kick. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, my. right. Yeah, the real kicker is that if you look at the kinetics of percutaneous caffeine absorption, you'll see that there's no way this could work. So I, I cranked out the numbers. Okay. Uh, so here we go. So the diffusion rate of caffeine through human skin is like about 2 times 10 to the negative 6 grams per centimeter squared of skin per hour. It's not very okay. much. And if you figure the, the area of your face that gets shaved is what, maybe, I don't know, 100 square centimeters, something like that, that means your skin could absorb about... 0.2 milligrams of caffeine per hour. Now, do you know how many milligrams of caffeine are in a cup of coffee? Five. <laughs> That's right. You don't drink coffee. No. <laughs> coffee has about somewhere around 100, 200, you know, milligrams of caffeine, depending on, you know, what brand you're drinking. Right. So that means for your skin to absorb enough caffeine to kickstart your morning, you'd have to leave this shaving cream on your face for about 1,000 hours. Oh, jeez. Well, that's, that's, nobody's going to do that. <laughs> no, they're not good. So, anyway, yeah, I thought that was kind of stupid. Yeah, well, it's a, it's a marketing story they often are. <laughs> All right, what else you got? Well, you know, it, it's, I found a lot of odor once this time, I guess, All but right. uh, uh, we're getting, actually, I, I, here's an overlap of politics and odors, and what this study found was that, uh, Politically conservative views on um, on uh, uh, sex and like gay marriage support were re were were made more con they were made more conservative when they're exposed to disgusting odorants. And so, <laughs> so what these researchers did is they got they got a, a few groups of people right, and you know the people had to say whether they were liberal or conservative, so they're self identified, mm -hmm. and then they gave them this this survey. And to one set of group, they gave them sort of a disgusting odor. And to a control group, they had a uh, control uh, odor. So, which is, you know, con some control condition there. And then what they did was that they, they tested them. Uh, they exposed them to their support for things like, uh, you know, liberal and conservative things. And... What they found was that when people were exposed to a foul, disgusting smelling odor, they became more conservative in their responses <laughs> than they were when they were, had an odorless. <laughs> and, really? And yeah, and so uh, it just uh, made them more politically conservative about, um, you know, sexuality and support for gay marriage and... Uh, uh, they they didn't do anything about global warming, but I'd be curious where that was. <laughs> but this was true in both the con the conservative, the self-identified conservative group, and the self-identified liberal groups. Huh. Um, I I did take a look at that study, and did you see what they used as the disgusting odorant? 
Uh, I, I forgot what, the, what they, was that. They used butyric acid, which is the scent of vomit. <laughs> well, that's that's right. Yes, yes. So, this. so I, kudos for you know picking a really really disgusting scent. But I just wonder if maybe there's some bias in the study. Like you know, let's say for example you're a Republican and maybe you've been you know thrown up on by a Democrat before. So you smell vomit and you automatically you know become more right wing. It could just be that. <laughs> You know, this this made me think is like if you're in, you know, if you're of some political persuasion and you're one of the, the judges at like a voting booth, you could just bring in a certain odor to get people <laughs> to change their votes. <laughs> it's just fascinating to me how uh, how something we don't really think about can really affect uh, things, that, our views on things or our beliefs about things, even though... It's, it's kind of manipulating people. Well, it, I think it was in our last episode, we talked about the halo effect, you know, how the, the fragrance of a shampoo can make you think it cleans better. So it's kind of an extension of that, right? The scent of vomit makes you hate gay marriage. Exactly. It's, it's so strange. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, well, let's move on. I've, I've got an, an, another news story I thought was interesting, although I don't really understand it. Uh, and I don't know if you saw this when I, I sent you the link. This is the one about the um, scientists discovering a way to make UV protection visible. Right, right. So this was done by the uh, the fine folks at Beiersdorf, who they don't don't they have a sunscreen product? I don't remember which brand Beiersdorf does, but I'm I'm pretty sure they have a sunscreen line. But apparently they've done some kind of testing with a Fourier transform infrared. Uh, spectrometer Mm -hmm. to show how much sunscreen is needed according to the intensity of the uv rays you're exposed to oh here it is it's userin that's right i knew i knew that. oh right right yeah Yeah. um so so apparently they they scan your skin with this spectrometer and it says you know if it shows up green you're getting optimal uv cover yellow shows it's questionable and red indicates you know there's a danger that you're not getting enough coverage so I mean, I, I love the idea to be able to detect, you know, when you're out in the sun, if, you, if, you, if you're getting overexposed, but are you supposed to lug along this Fourier transform device to the beach? I, I, just, I don't quite understand how they're implementing it. Um, so it's, if, I mean, if nothing else, it's good that they're calling attention to people that they should be using, um, you know, more sunscreen and applying it more frequently, but I just can't figure out what the practical application of this thing is. Right. Well, maybe it's like your local weather forecaster can report on this. They'll use this device oh. to tell people in the area what you might need. Well, that's interesting, but well, okay, yeah, maybe so it's like up your, you know, UV's more intense today, so up your usage, I guess. I yeah, that would make more sense, but right? uh, yeah, or or maybe it's a handheld device you can Well, that would be cool. Up, yeah, if you right? Could, you hold up into the sky and Yeah. I need, I, yeah, but <laughs> it is interesting. I mean, it's it actually reminds me of when I was a kid, when I learned that uh, there are things like x-rays and radio waves, mm. and I thought, wouldn't it be great if you could create a, uh, get a pair of glasses where you could just put it on and in- instead of seeing light waves, it would just shift all of those waves, those invisible waves down to the visible light, oh. and then you could see them all. Yeah. I bet you got beat up a lot in school, didn't you? <laughs> no, I was I was too weird to get beat oh, up. Okay, I hadn't thought of that as a defense, but uh, oh, yeah, well, you know. Anyway, but anyway, anything that can help people, you know, get better sun protection, I'm uh, I'm all in favor of that. Right. You know, 
sticking with my theme of, of politics and beauty, <laughs> where beauty meets politics, did you see this study? Um, the, the conclusion from this study was that uh, um, if uh, a, uh, women who look more feminine actually are more likely to win uh, po political races. Okay, I mean, I'm not, is that surprising? I don't know. I mean, I'm not saying it's right, but it seems like it's kind of human nature to go, whether man or woman, like the attractive person tends to do well, you know? Well, this, but this, this cut beyond like your political beliefs, right? Okay. And so the way they did this was that they, and these are psychological tests, so <laughs> I don't know how much <laughs> faith I put in, but it, but it is interesting how uh, appearance can affect something as, you know, seemingly as important as who you vote for. Hmm. Uh, but what they did was they, they had they have this mouse tracker thing and they would t put up uh, two pictures of, of candidates and then one, one candidate would have more feminine features and one had, would have more masculine. And so, so you had to say, um, you know, you had to look at him and say if it's a female or a male, right? Okay. And what they would do is they would take the time it took you to decide whether that was a female or a male, and they would record the time it took you to do that. So they'd use mouse tracking. Hmm. And and what they found was that um, they took the data. Uh, so the faster the people were able to determine someone was female, they said that that indicated that you know she had more female features, right? Okay. Less less male features. The, the people who were determined to be more female, they were the ones who ultimately won the elections more often. So that was predictive hmm. of who was going to win the election. Okay, well, uh, let me ask you this then. What if the, the woman was really, really hot, but she smelled like vomit? <laughs> well, is she a liberal or a conservative? <laughs> yeah, good point. So I guess what this says is, uh, so if you are a female running for office, you know, Use those beauty products, right? <laughs> wow, I, uh, I I can't think of a better way to end today's show. I think that's that's going out on a high note. <laughs> oh, we have more. <laughs> uh, I know we have more, but we're out of time. Oh, is it that time already? Yes, I know. I got to get back to my Fourth of July barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> I st still get a little twist in my stomach because we're lying to people. But all right, let's go with it. Um. No, wait, wait, this is the July 8th show, so your barbecue's over already. Oh, never oh, mind. that's right. <laughs> See, that's what a tangled web we weave. <laughs> we do. When we <laughs> endeavor to deceive. I just, I just made that up. Yeah, thank you, Shakespeare. All right, well, let's, uh, let's wrap it up today. Uh, thanks, Perry, for uh, yeah, everything. Well, no, we, we didn't even mention our book, you know. Don't forget to get a copy of It's Okay uh, to Have Lead in Your Lipstick. You mean the one with the tagline and answers to other beauty questions you're dying to know? That's the one. And, and feel free to uh, connect with us on Twitter and Facebook. We love to uh, connect with people. Oh, I like the way you slipped that in at the last minute. You always uh, have been the better business person than me. Incidentally, if you find any beauty stories that you'd like us to comment on, we love getting that. So just feel free to send us an email at thebeautybrains at gmail.com. Ah, well done. All right. Well, this time I mean it for real. Let's uh, close up today's show. You can hear the background music, which means it's time to go. So, Perry... Have a, uh, a great first week of July. <laughs> and, uh, and to all our listeners out there, thanks again, and we'll, we'll see you next time. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Don't be brainy about your beauty. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>